Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into the big sick on today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. The Big Sick is a new movie uh, directed by Michael Showalter, written and starring Kumail Nanjiani uh, of Silicon Valley fame primarily. Uh, it's kind of a rom-com dramedy movie uh, that's uh, gotten a lot of Oscar buzz, as it turns out. Uh, a lot of people love this movie. A lot of people think it's a fantastic movie, a, an instant classic. Um <clears throat> Whether or not I agree with those uh, with those comments, uh, we'll kind of get into that in today's episode. And um, yeah, I, I went and saw it yesterday afternoon. It it's very funny. It is a very funny movie. I laughed quite a bit, uh, and and in fact, a lot of times where no most many of the other people in the audience were not laughing. It was a pretty packed room, but. Ultimately, you know, I, I found it very, very funny. Um, also stars Ray Romano, who can act. You know, he <clears throat> the best thing he's done besides that is, is what, Ice Age, maybe? Uh, you know, it's just... <clears throat> let me see. After The Big Sick, the best thing I've seen him in is Ice Age, followed by Funny People, then Ice Age 2, Ice Age Continental Drift, Ice Age... Yeah, I, he's not done a lot of movies... He's great in this, um, but everyone, Nan, Kumail Nanjiani, Ray Romano, Zoe Kazan, they are all overshadowed by the illustrious and and gorgeous Holly Hunter. She is fantastic in this movie. I think she's, uh, it is one of my favorite performances of hers, and, I, and pro, perhaps the first film I've seen with her in it that has that's you know it rivals her iconic voice in the incredibles as as helen parr but she is she is stupendous in in this movie meanwhile uh let's see here so so the movie itself like i said rom-com there's if you've seen the trailer if, if you've seen the trailer, then, there, then none of the things I'm about to say are going to be spoilers. If you have not seen the trailer and don't plan on seeing the trailer before going to see the movie, um, then what I'm going to say might kind of spoil parts of this movie for you. But uh, the movie's basically broken down into three acts. The first act takes place between Zoe Kazan and Kumail Nanjiani. The second act takes place between Kumail and Zoe Kazan's parents, Bray Romano and Holly Hunter, and the uh, and the third act is kind of the culmination of <clears throat> Act Two, or, or the second part, uh, and, as well as everything to follow after. And so, if you've seen the trailer, you know Zoe Kazan is put into a coma, and Ray Romano, Holly Hunter are her parents. They come to see her. She's in the hospital, and they don't initially, at least, don't much care for Kumail Nanjiani, who plays himself, and. I think the strongest parts of this movie are the interactions between the characters, the chemistry between the characters, the the 
love and devotion and care with which they these actors place on the characters they're playing and how real and and authentic this these people are apparently they they they, i mean obviously kamal is playing himself which has its own level of difficulty but even outside of that you know ray romano holly hunter are just pitch perfect uh as as the people that they are and all of these characters undergo great growth and change throughout the course of the film in a way that you don't really expect you know you you the first half an hour of this movie is very much only zoe kazan and only kamehameha Nanjiani with some periphery characters peripheral characters involved as well and as the film progresses you realize that it's you know it's opening up it's beginning to incorporate more and more things it's incorporating more and more locations and and you find yourself understanding and and viewing these characters from different lens through different lenses from different angles as their emotions take take them over but you get this sense in the first part first act that it's just these two people it's just these two characters and what the problem i think that arises from this is that the film feels as though it has to rush through the courtship phase of the relationship which i it can be done well i I think it's done i think it's a good effort but it's not a great effort in this regard the it does feel quite rushed um almost as if they're forcing themselves to get to the the coma comatose point as well as trying to figure out uh you know how to i don't know i mean and then the the sort of the climax of the first act uh, is a fight between kamel and zoe kazan that definitely is is earned and and definitely you can definitely see the sides of these arguments but at the same time i think it es- it does i don't know this that was the one part of the movie that i didn't feel like it was a natural progression of events a natural progression of the conversation everything else i think works really really well um that's also including you know all of kumail's family his his brother and his brother in particular and his parents i think do a great job in this Uh, and then you've got his comedy buddies um bo burnham his roommate uh, and, and it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's just a great ensemble. It's a great ensemble of characters and, and of actors in this movie working together as one, getting things moving. The plot, I have no problems with the plot, um, you know, other than the rushedness that I felt in the early part of it. I think that, you know, it's, it's very straightforward. It, it doesn't, surprise you really with anything but it also doesn't telegraph the nuance that that it's portraying it gives you just enough and and sort of sort of holds you at bay long enough until uh, it can fully reveal what its destination as it were Um, you know it it plays with the will they won't they element of of rom rom rom-coms 
a little bit, you know, just enough to to pique your interest, but not enough to be sort of overwhelming in, in a sort of like, well, I don't understand. Why won't you just let me, you know, just let them be together sort of way. It's just, it's very, very carefully uh, arranged in that sense. And then very good, very good, very good, very good, very good. <clears throat> There's... Uh, in my in my if you've read my review on on Letterboxd, if you checked it out there I, I compared this movie to two movies that came out last year and I think it's either it's one of three things two movies one of three things it's either a a lighter Manchester by the sea um, you know it's very Manchester by the sea is not a comedy it is a drama and I wouldn't really call it a rom- romance either but it deals with some very heavy issues and it's got some uh, lev- levity but very dark very depressing very uh, damp yeah that's not really a good descriptive word but the big sick is is also can is also very dark and dramatic at times but it's punctuated by a lot more humor uh, it has a lot more highs than it does lows and peaks very very high in comparison to Manchester by the Sea. So I think there's they're not dissimilar movies, but they they the Big Sick is definitely a more a lighter version, a lighter approach to the same type of emotions than Manchester by the Sea. On the other hand, if you've seen Don't Think Twice from last year, also dealing with a comedy. Uh, improv comedy in this case uh, troupe I think that the big sick is a darker version of don't think twice which is mostly a comedy and a little dramatic and it toes the line but it never really puts any significant weight into the water whereas I do think the big sick puts a lot of weight into the water puts a lot of you know wades in there uh, just doesn't submerge itself and so I think this is a darker big sick and so the third option so it's either one that that or the third option is it's just a mix of the two you know it's I, I in my letterbox review I said that it's kind of like a cross between Manchester by the Sea and Don't Think Twice and you know since then I've thought about it like well it could be just a lighter version of one or the darker version of the other if it doesn't necessarily have to be a mix I do think it is a mix though you know the comedy elements of Don't Think Twice uh, the drama from Manchester by the Sea with the great dialogue. I just, it's a very, very enjoyable movie that never brings you down for too long. It always manages to keep you sort of riding that wave uh, constantly in motion, up and down, up and down, up and down. The Big Sick... I don't... I don't it's tough, you know, I... I I could just, you know, I don't want to just kind of repeat moments from the movie that I liked. Like, that's, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of, like, what I want to say about this movie. It's 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 addressing a lot of, of racial issues uh, with, with the fact that Kumail is Pakistani and Zoe Kazan is white. And the fact that it doesn't really impact Zoe Kazan at all. It's all on Kumail's side and his culture and how, uh, you know, his mom is constantly trying to set him up with an arranged marriage and he doesn't want that. And 
you know, there's a scene where they tell him he needs to go pray. And so he goes down to the basement, unfolds the prayer mat, and then sits in a chair on his phone and pretends to play cricket for five minutes until he goes back upstairs and, and as if he'd prayed. So, you know, Kumail is, is rebelling against his family and, and their culture and their lifestyle uh, secretly. But then when he can't really hide that any longer from his parents or from Zoe Kassan, things really start to kind of boil over and he can't contain the 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 overflow he's he's trapped and and you know unfortunately as is his character and and what happens is that he lashes out he he's he gets aggressive and and you know his words become pointed and intended intending to to heart hurt and harm which is a shame you know i i think like the fight that punctuates act one i think really could have been salvaged i th- you know i i don't think it was the most significant problem that i've you know it's clearly not the mo- definitely not the most significant problem i've ever seen a couple face in a movie let alone in real life and I think that it's something that, you know, if Kumail had been a little bit more restrained and a little more understanding of, of Zoe Kazan's viewpoint or her character Emily's viewpoint, then that's a situ- that's a situ- circumstance and a scenario that really can can tie itself off in, in a nice bow. And yet he he can't do that. You know, he's far too ingrained in the Pakistani culture, um, <clears throat> and He's seen it happen before, where people are are incapable of uh, you know people are incapable of making of fixing and, and arranging their lives in such a way that it makes it um, you know sort of sort of convenient for everyone else around them. So with that being said, uh, Kumail is sort of having to choose between his family and Zoe Kazan's Emily, which is, you know, you you know, I'm wa- sitting there watching it, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, if it were me in this position, could I make that decision, and which one would it be? And you know, I don't know. There, you know, I'm not sure that I've been in. It's a, it's a tough call, you know, like, I don't have the best relationship with my family, um, I don't have, I, I don't know, I, I think that, for me, I would probably pick my partner, I think I would probably pick my, my, my potential life mate, and if my family can't handle that, then that's, that's on them, you know, that's, their issue, their problem, you know, I'm happy to, uh, you know, accommodate them as best as I can, but that's not, I'm not gonna, you know, sculpt my life the way they want it to be. And so, Kumail isn't able to make that same decision, you know, he is stuck, you know, with the knowledge that he is cut off from everyone if he makes that decision, and he knows 
and has seen it before that you don't come back from that and that's that's terrifying like no one wants to be cut off from the family no one wants to be disowned no one wants to be left behind out in the cold and you don't have you gen- sometimes you just don't have any other options you know if if your feelings are so strong then you can't reconcile or, or rather not reconcile you have to you know weigh them again you know as, you know as is more of like a potential you know like are you going to find someone that your parents approve of that's going to make you feel the same way or are you going to find someone that makes you feel a fraction of the same way and is that enough for you can you live with that percentage if it's 50% if it's 75% like you've already had someone who makes you feel as great as you've possibly wanted to be and the it's tough to find to like you can't really wrap it's hard to wrap your head around the idea of okay well I'm giving this up for something worse you know whether or not you you're really factoring in your your family as part of that motivation you're sacrificing what you believe to be the perfect mate for you just to appease your family and I think that's terrible I think making someone have to have that making forcing someone to make that decision is is a terrible thing and I I think that's incredibly shitty really 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 shitty super shitty <laughs> uh, so so that so that whole angle you know it's it's not kind of like a one and done thing you know it's a recurrence throughout the film they bring it up again and again and again you know he meets multiple people who are uh, just trying to you know multiple women who are trying to you know also looking for an arranged marriage uh, you know at the sort of underhandedness of his mother and meanwhile there's there's this Zoe Kazan and you know once she enters a coma you know he still hasn't told his family about who she is then that's that adds an entirely new layer to things and you'd think that at that point well now there's such a situation it's so grave it's so it's so impactful it's so dramatic like how could they not see things his way and you can tell by his face the way he interacts with them that that's just not how things are you know that's not the way they live and that's not their lifestyles and as funny as the movie is with all the jokes that happen all the stand-up that we see and particularly the interactions between ray romano high hunter and kumail nanjiani like the three of them they make up a large large portion of the humorous elements of this movie at the end of the day this movie cannot escape and I think this is a great thing about the movie the movie cannot escape just how culturally relevant it is at this time of life uh, you know we were it's currently 2017 and it's we're at that point and we've been at this point for a few quite a while it seems where 
the idea of arranged marriage is starting to sink under the weight of, I guess, sort of um, in personal and independent uh, decisions and choices. And while it's, you know, it's not a process that's happening overnight, you know, it does seem that more and more often particularly in film we're seeing a lot of people a lot of a lot, a lot of the times in films arranged marriages aren't being pushed on the characters or when they are the characters are rebelling against that ideology and so you know this movie hits that element in generally the same sort of fashion uh, but it does so in a very timely current and and fascinating way you know this movie isn't just about arranged marriages versus love marriages it's about it's about kumail and zoe kazan's characters uh and their relationship and how complicated it becomes once she's in the coma and i think that that's pretty fascinating i think they do this is a fascinating look at this this situation and this relationship and the wrinkle of Holly Hunter and Ray Romano is is just the icing and cherry on top. It is fantastic. Uh, now, yeah, so this is my number one film of the year right now. Uh, it usurps uh, John Wick Chapter 2 by two points uh, with a nice 92 right now. Uh, that would put it squarely in my top. That would have it would be currently tied for number ten with Kubo and the Two Strings if it had been released last year. And since I'm not going to be doing a statistics episode for this, I'm going to throw this here in at the end, and that's the circle of film award nominations that it enters uh, the conversation with. So it clearly enters the conversation for best picture knocking out the lego batman movie it enters the conversation for best director knocking out matt reeves for john wick chapter two not matt reeves i don't think it was matt reeves was it now that i'm thinking about it john wick chad stahelski i'm sorry chad stahelski for uh, john wick chapter two loses his director slot kumail nanjiandi enters the race for male lead performance uh which knocks out who does it knock out Mm, trying to think here. I don't precisely remember. Might have been. Nope, I can't think of it. I'm not sure who it was. I'm not sure. <sighs> Might be a movie that. Oh, it knocked out on. Oh, what was it? Um, it comes at night. The the kid from It Comes at Night is falls out of male lead performance. Female lead performance, no nominations for Big Sick. Uh, Ray Romano is in for male supporting performance, um, which knocks out um, uh, Beauty and the Beast's uh, Luke. Oh, this is killing me. I am doing awful with this. Gaston, the guy who plays Gaston, oh, the, the, the Gaston, whatever his name is, Gaston, uh, man, this is killing me, why am I not, 
Luke Evans. I had Luke, right? I had Luke, right? Uh, female supporting performance. Uh, the Big Sick brings in Zoe Kazan and Holly Hunter, which knock out uh, Get Out's uh, Catherine Keener, as well as... Or no, not Catherine Keener. Um, the other one. God, this is a fucking train wreck. Let me just... Uh, let me just, uh, just, just I'm not going to be able to look at it. Not, not Catherine Keener. The, the woman with Catherine Keener's mother in her body, whose name escapes me, uh, as well as female supporting, female supporting. Uh, Ruby Rose also falls out from John Wick Chapter 2, which is more significant. Uh, screenplay, Big Sick does have a nomination here, which knocks out John Wick Chapter 2. Uh, no song, score, tactile, or special effect nominations, but a scene nomination. Uh, the scene in particular uh, being kind of, uh, I don't know, It's I, I labeled it um, Parents at the Show, if that uh, kind of gives you an idea of what I mean. Because it's, it's mildly spoilery to say much more than that. Not that it's a huge spoiler, but... Um, it's a great scene with a lot of drama and, and intensity. And that knocked out, um, I want to say, yeah, the, the Yondu and Rocket uh, prison escape from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So, um, of the movies that I kind of mentioned, It Comes at Night is off of the nominations list completely right now. Guardians is down to two nominations left at special effects and male supporting performance from Michael Rooker. Beauty and the Beast is now down to three with two nominations for song, one for tactile effects. Lego Batman movie is down to four, male lead, screenplay, song, and special effects. John Wick Chapter 2 is down to four, picture, male lead, tactile effects, and scene. Uh, Baby Driver was not affected. Get Out is down to five nominations now. Picture, Director, Female Lead, Female Supporting, and Screenplay. Uh, and the top three remain, or all, the top two remain unchanged. Wonder Woman and Logan with eight and seven nominations respectively. And The Big Sick enters the conversation with eight nominations. Uh, those three, The Big Sick, Wonder Woman, and Logan are all, uh, are all still have more nominations than last year's highest nomination count, which was The Handmaiden at five. Uh, but likewise, you know, the further we get into the year, the more not more films are going to be eligible. We can kind of knock out some of the bad ones on this list. We currently have 21. I currently have 21 films receiving a nomination in something, which is uh, nine films less than I had last year. So, oh no eight films less seven there are 22 films and there are 29 last year so yeah um i guess i'll tag this on here at the end because i'm not going to do a review episode for beatrice at dinner but uh, i did add salma hayek to the female lead nominations category um which dropped uh, who did it? Which dropped Emma, Ta- uh, Emma, Emma, Emma Watson from Beauty and the Beast, which is why that's down to three nominations. So Beatrice at dinner gets some Hayek, her nomination. And yeah, so that's where we're at right now with the Kaufas. 
and um, that's uh, it's gonna be do do it for the episode on the big sick. Uh, this is being considered a pretty high caliber uh, awards player. It came out quite early for that. Uh, this is like Hell or High Water, about a month before Hell or High Water came out, I believe. So it's a little tricky. Uh, we'll see if it can. It has enough momentum to carry it into award season. I think it'll definitely show up there. I don't know if it takes anything home just yet. There's still a lot. I mean, the problem right now is that there's so many movies to come out that really no one has seen. So we'll kind of cross that bridge when we get to it. But for now, it is a big, big player in my personal awards. And I think it's going to be there. I think it'll be there in some aspect at the end of the year as well. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate all of you who open your ears to my podcast on a semi-regular basis. If you have any comments, concerns, questions, or answers, you can direct those to circleoffilm at gmail.com. If you want to check out the website and see the Circle of Film Awards from last year or this year as they're updated daily, as well as scavenger hunt superlatives and previous episodes or information about the podcast, about me, about the spreadsheet, please head over to circleoffilm.com for all of that goodness. And finally, as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same night. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.